I mean, we're definitely not sevens. <laughs> we're solid sixes. <laughs> up guys (laughs) hello everyone i've realized that i start every single podcast as if i'm an actual youtube influencer what is up guys i'm literally (laughs) like hey 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 Okay, we're going to kick this episode off just a little differently. We just want to read one of our reviews by Lego My Mego One. We are so thankful to everyone who's liking and subscribing. And every pod, we're just going to shout out a quick review. Lego My Mego gave us five stars. Greatly appreciated because we're teetering the line between 4.5 and 5. So thank you for that. Natalie and Caitlin are so relatable. I just discovered the pod a few days ago and I'm already caught up. Only things out there are definitely more than sixes. Uh, There's a reason I chose to read this review. I want to be best friends and I can't wait for more episodes. Lego My Mego, you are my best friend. Anyone who calls us more than a six, we greatly appreciate. Was going to say the same thing. You stroked my ego. I love you. Absolutely slide into my DMs. Let's chat. We might continue to shout out reviews. And if you want your Insta handle, TikTok handle, whatever in the review, feel free to leave it. We will shout you out. We are so thankful for these reviews and comments and all the love. Love you. We are recording this ahead of time. So when you guys are hearing this, it will probably be right before New Year's. And or right after. We're not sure. But we are. I at least am exhausted. I'm sure Caitlin is too, because we recorded another episode this week. We're trying to build kind of an arsenal to just sort of prepare for the impending vocal node surgery so that we can keep you guys entertained through my silence. Overwhelm Um, you with content that you didn't ask for. Exactly. And then on when after we recorded the episode with Briggs, I went on my friend's podcast, Real Pod. So I'm just so exhausted this week. I've done three podcasts now. And today I moved out of my San Francisco apartment for nine hours, which was super exciting. So I'm feeling energetic ready to take on this podcast by storm (laughs) but you sound great you look even better okay speaking of your vocal nodes I did just want to tell the listeners really quick so I was talking to Natalie today on the phone briefly and she said something along the lines of do you think I could just push off my surgery like do I even need to get this like can I just push this off my whole life and I said well isn't it like are are you in danger is it dangerous she goes no 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 it's malignant Okay, Caitlin's vocab jokes are hilarious. I was misinformed that malignant does in fact mean completely cancerous, horrible for you. No, it's benign, the antithesis of that. Correct. It's the actual full opposite. And I, I hope you've been going around telling everyone I have a malignant node nodule on yeah. my vocal cords yeah it'll take my life quite literally yeah. we like to do this in the beginning of every pod and if you're still listening new listeners our podcast is about surviving your early 20s heading into next year it'll be mid-20s for us i don't even think okay, we can say early funny. 20s yeah it's not funny surviving the real world i think the podcast has taken a drastic turn because we started with talking about you know walking to work and going into the <laughs> office and how exhausting that was yeah. and now it's largely different <laughs> Yeah, just like a quick reflection on, you know, some of our last year's episodes. We did a corporate world or the underworld episode. How hilarious is that? Like we're talking about like public transit, BART, our public transportation system. It's like a disgusting underground subway. Any and all work-related humor and content is solely based on Zoom, including Natalie's TikTok, actually, which is taken off, but... (laughs) Which I've absolutely capitalized on myself, but uh, it's so true. It's like, we were complaining about the funniest things. We were freaking out about our apartment because we wanted it to be in the financial district, which is now overrun by homeless people. So thank God we chose close to the office. I specifically was traveling across the country. I was consulting and I would fly out every Sunday night and would come back on Thursdays, barely got any time in our apartment. And then 
then COVID hits and I'm like, okay, now my entire lifestyle has changed. I was working so hard. I have a new job now. I don't know. It's just so different. No, Looking, I listened to that episode the other day, actually. I was like, oh my God, we are one, so immature, which we still are. But <laughs> I'm like, I don't know that girl and I don't want to ever be her again. I was, I was in the city the other day and I was driving by my old office and I could not believe that it was this year that I used to ever go in there. And I was like, my mom mentioned some comment, like, it seems like someone else's life, doesn't it? I was like, yes. It's so true. Like, I don't Kobe know Kobe Bryant died this year? Huh? I, you, you said that on FaceTime yesterday. I was like, you're kidding. There's no way. Like, so much has happened. So much. Yeah, reflecting on the last year, we took a big hiatus from the pod. If you guys notice a gap in dates of when the last pod to our comeback episode, we took a huge break. And I think it honestly is because we were traveling. We were go, go, go. With COVID hit, we're just freaking out. And now we've really prioritized it, which I'm excited about. And I hope you guys are excited about. We're famous. Well, of a year in reflection and New Year's coming up, it's, it's a time where people start to talk about resolutions. And I can't say I've ever taken part. Never. Making a resolution, following through with the resolution. Like, I don't know. Have you, like, have you ever actually made a resolution? Like, okay, I'm going to, like, lose weight or like. I think this is where we differ so greatly is I'm such a goal setter okay, in work, in life. I mean, I think we're just. <laughs> you have no goals no. and no, no purpose. Huge difference though. Huge difference. Goal setter, not goal achiever, <laughs> goal setter. I like to write lists. I like to make plans. I like vision boarding. I like looking into the future. Do I accomplish it? Never. Right. Has my goal every year, year over year since 2015 been to lose five pounds? Yeah. Has it happened? Can't say it has. Okay. Well, you being a goal setter is, is just as useless as me being a problem identifier. Oh my gosh, tell the listeners. It's no. not really a story. It's just simply that I am simply only a problem identifier. I've never solved the problem in my whole life, but of our old roommates um, from our apartment, there's four of us and two of the four, I won't say which, not me and Natalie, <laughs> are problem solvers. We've noticed so many problems in the apartment that to this day, as I'm moving out, reflecting back, we still didn't fix. We just identified. Of course. I mean, Caitlin hasn't affixed her headboard to her bed in 12 months. It just <laughs> kind of rests diagonally against the side of That's her wall. That's why you even thought I planned on doing that. I was perfectly fine with just the headboard resting. Exactly. Back to the resolution talk. There's so many people, influencers especially, and just people like, okay, year interview, New Year's resolutions, which Kayla and I were obviously like, okay, we're going to make this podcast about that. But right. I hate when people publicize their goals. Like I do internal reviews, but I hate when people are like, okay, New Year's resolution, who wants to take this journey with me, like to run a half marathon? I don't. Oh my God. No, I don't at all. I think New Year's resolutions are set up for failure and depression. Like come January 15th, you're like, fuck it. I cannot do this anymore. Like, no, I'm tired of working out. I'm tired of lettuce. This I do so, so depressing. The holidays are over. It's cold. Like it's the worst month ever. And then to add on to it. Yeah. Now you have to start working out. <laughs> like Totally. I do sober January every year from January 1st to January 6th. And I'm pretty proud <laughs> of that. You know, it's something that I can say I've accomplished. Never done sober full January, but here we are. And every time she invites me along with her and I'm like, I'm going to have to politely decline. <laughs> Nothing has ever even made me slightly want to do that. I'm a huge collective pronoun girl, as in we're doing this and yeah. I can't wait to take this journey with you. Caitlin doesn't ever agree. It's more just she'll say yes, maybe if she's being nice to entertain me, but 
no. She I think we're the same thing with guys. Like I'll ask her for advice and she's like, we are ghosting him. I'm like, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have to cancel him. Well, speaking of resolutions, I mean, Caitlin, do you have any? I have a communal one that I think you and I can agree on, which okay. besides my shallow lose five pounds, which I will continue to do in my sober January for six days, I think in, in a more holistic sense, as much as we bit up hinge and, you know, rip on guys and, you know, take dating so not seriously, my 2021 goal and vision, which, oh, none of you asked. Okay, I'm going to dive in. I think just to take dating more seriously, which I think you and I can agree on. No, definitely. I'm just more so like... I'm so young, like we don't have to, but you know what? Maybe I should. Well, so what exactly do you mean by that? Because we, when we go on actual dates, it's not like we're showing up being like, I have a recorder. This is all for content. <laughs> like, what do you actually mean by taking it more seriously? Like going on more? Or? No, no, that's so true. I think it's more so the flip side of like, if something's not working for me my whole life, I've always just been like, eh, I'm just too lazy to end it. Or like, I'll just keep writing this out. I need to just be a little more upfront. If something's not working, I don't think there's any shame in just ending it, right? I think I'm so just, whether it's comfortability or whatever, and my mom will always say this to me, like, just break up with him or just end it. Like, it's so not worth your time. And I think that's so true. So it's more just like taking it seriously, like prioritizing myself if the person is not the right okay, person. I 100% agree with that. I didn't really know what you were, what you meant by it. And don't bring me along with you in that. I, I don't do that at all. I'm not a serial dater or a serial no. monogamist by any means. And no, you're not. And I also mean go on more dates for us for content yeah. purposes, primarily, but secondarily, if there's yeah, a lot I, there. I for sure need to go on more dates. Like I went on the one poor hinge date that you guys all know about and was so terrified that I actually we, ran screaming in the other direction. I haven't we, looked back. We have an entire hinge cringe segment on our podcast and Caitlin has been on one hinge date in 2020. <laughs> What's going on? And one hinge date ever, 2019, 2018. Ever. Since infancy, one. So yeah, yeah that's, that's your goal. I'm making that your New Year's resolution. We are going on more dates. Okay, perfect. Let's talk about actual New Year's Eve. How do I say this? I've never had a fun New Year's Eve in my entire life. It is the textbook holiday that is so, so built up. You buy a cute dress, you get your hair and makeup done, you pick out a boy that is going to be your target for your midnight kiss and none of it ever happens. Like never, 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 never. I think I've had New Year's Eve where I don't even end up getting into the venue that I was supposed to be at because of like overcapacity or some shit. Totally. I normally, my family will travel post Christmas and I'll just sort of like pull a popper with my brother and be like, okay, <laughs> this was really fun. While my parents peck each other. I'm like, what's going on? I'm actually miserable. Like where's the nightclub with booming lights and like a disco ball where I'm in like a slinky silver Silver dress. Exactly. That's just never happened. Also, no one wants to see that, but <laughs> it's never happened. I just think anything that is an expectation always just makes it worse for everyone involved. Like your birthday. Like I never 100%. have fun on my birthday. I just, I always end up being like, oh, fuck me. But for New Year's, it's like, it's literally so cruel. If you're not kissing someone at X minute of the night, you're a loser. You're a loser. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that hurts. My friend Alexa and I left New Year's last year and got those disgusting street dogs wrapped in bacon <laughs> and Ubered home at 12.01 after begrudgingly not finding men. No, I was lucky enough to have a boyfriend for a couple of New Year's Eves, but 
after that, I'm like, is it worth it to find actually anyone with a beating heart to plaster their lips on you? Or do you just kind of leave? With the GP global pandemic, that is, I, I think it's the plastering of your saliva on someone else has, sure. sort of that art has faded, which I, you know, am bummed about truly, because I love just sort of a non-attributional dark bar makeout <laughs> and sort of never speak again personally, right. but that art is lost. Is it? I don't know. Will that ever come back? Well, I, I surely wasn't talking about this upcoming New Year's Eve, of course. Of but course not. Actually, you and I won't even be able to have friendly conversation on account of your nodes will be ripped out. That's actually so upsetting. I don't even want to get into it. If I could put this into perspective, I mean, we have a podcast. We freaking love talking, obviously, but we FaceTime during the day, eight hours of the day. Like I've tracked That's our hours. Like it's not a joke. That's right. It's supposed to be funny. We'll just call each other and sit in silence and just talk and chat and I'll hear her work talking. She'll hear my work talking. So dependent. Maybe that should be my New Year's resolution. Just cut the umbilical cord that's tied between us. (laughs) With obviously you being the mom, me being the newborn. You're of course the newborn needing so much nutrients and health. I am so dependent on your flowing nutrients that like I would die in a serious way if it was... No, let's take the umbilical cord metaphor even farther. Let's 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 run this so into the ground. Your next boyfriend is going to be the father who cuts the umbilical cord, <laughs> and then we eat the placenta. Yeah. For me. Okay, perfect. Okay, I wanted to bring up something that Mister Eighty Five brought to my attention. Um, if you're new to the podcast, listen to our Mister Eighty Five episode. He's my good friend. We had him on. He stays anonymous. He went on eighty five hinge dates. He brought this up to me. He said he went on one of the best dates of his entire life, and what? in the midst of planning a second date. She ghosted and blocked him. She blocked him on social media, on text message, on everything. Wait, that's so embarrassing. I didn't even know this. This is news to me. So this happened six months ago. Fast forward to today, six months later, she asks him out. What? And so the question I kind of wanted to bring to the pod is, what's the rule around coming back after ghosting? What's the protocol here? Where's the handbook? Exactly. What's the protocol? Like, I think when you've blocked on iMessage... You can never go back. Never. That's also so immature. Can we just get past that? Unless someone's harassing you, why are you blocking right. someone in a serious way? I have. He has no idea why she blocked. Number two, six months of a hard ghost and then you come back like nothing happened and ask him out? Yeah, which I'm assuming happened over iMessage. I'm thinking the subtle fade out of a ghosting, which I've done to guys when I'm bored, is the classic respond to a story, like slowly start slithering back in, yeah. you know, because you're bored and like whatever. If you actually just straight up out of nowhere want to go on a date, what? I know. I also just think that, again, there are levels to ghosting. If it was like kind of a soft ghost, maybe it was kind of both of you. You can probably slide back in. But like if it was a phantom of the opera, to use one of the words that we've coined, you can't. 100%. It's, it's too far gone. I couldn't agree more. Speaking of this hinge interaction that Mr. 85 had, I guess, should we dive into hinge? Hinge. 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 Oh. oh. My voice. Why do I need the surgery? Of course I need the surgery. I sound like a prepubescent <laughs> teenage boy. Like you're like, can oh. I please push this off? I'm like, no, you sound awful. You sound terrible. Yeah. It's painful as I'd rather not hear a single word out of your mouth for three weeks than <laughs> have this continue. Before we actually dive into the content of Hinge Cringes, I did just want to bring up that Hinge had two updates that actually Mr. 85 alerted me of in the middle of the work day. Stop. And said, all caps, HINGE HAS UPDATES. And number one, the first one, welcome to standouts. It's a bonus batch of people whose prompts are your type. Okay, kind of interesting. Okay, love these analytics. And the second one kind of made me weep. Catch their eye by sending a rose. Oh no. (laughs) You get one free rose every Sunday. 
So I opened up Hinge and I noticed that immediately Cyrus has sent me a rose. <laughs> Cyrus, out of all the people you could have sent a rose to, you chose me. I'm sorry, but if there's a list of things I don't want, I think a VR virtual rose is at the top. <laughs> me opening the app immediately wondering where my rose is. <laughs> Where is my bloody rose? So weird that Cyrus didn't wait till next Sunday to send me one. <laughs> wait, let's talk about, I posted a TikTok and we posted it on our Instagram of Caitlin and I having such different types. It was that TikTok trend of this bitch is my recital and you walk to one side and Caitlin and I have completely opposite types. We're writing this prompts. So we're like, oh my God, so different. But I think because we're quite similar people, the same type of guys like us, like we've seen a lot of hinge guys that we both got like, you got to like from Ryan. Oh my God, I saw that guy. Right. Maybe that, do you think that's because we're kind of similar and we look kind of similar or whatever? Or do you think that's just the odds are just not in our favor because it's San Francisco small? 100% the latter. San Francisco is pretty small. And yeah, any girl that I've spoken with about hinge blondes, people that look nothing like me, they're all like, oh, yep, match with him, 100%. They know, the pool of people. Yeah, but yeah, that rose and the standouts, that, those are the two updates I wanted to I wanted to share. Um, Hinge just keeps finding new ways to kind of like make you feel guilty for not matching with the guy. Hey, this guy sent you a virtual rose. What the fuck? No, What's going on? Terrible. Why are all my standouts 35? <laughs> Okay, in addition to the Hinge, you know, app updates, an update to our Hinge cringe episode is that we have requested Hinge messages, DMs, profiles, whatever from our listeners, which, you know, we just love to sort of the circle of life, you know, we tell you our bits, you tell us your bits. So we're going to read some of these to you all as well as, you know, a mix of some of our own, but some of these are legendary. Okay, let's start with one from a guy listener. Hey guys, love the podcast. I am from London. Ooh. So I'm going to going to continue the rest of the submission in his native tone. I went on a first date with a girl from Hinge. Everything started off smooth. She then started to ask me who I voted for in the last election. Always a no-go question. She kept probing until I swiftly moved the conversation on. Then as I got up to use the restroom, she said, "You have a nice ass, a bit like my ex." Never bring up the ex. I laughed it off thinking, okay, I need to wrap this up now. Until the line after that was my auntie squeezed my ex's bum the first time she met him. I'm sure she'll do the same when she met you. The night ended. I explained to her I wasn't really up for another day. And that started the obsessive messaging phase on every app you can imagine. Even LinkedIn. Worst day ever. <laughs> so first of all, sorry so about First that. of all, that was unbelievable. Cheers, bravo. Oscar nominated performance. You kind of slipped into Cockney a bit there, but I still oh, liked shit. it. Sorry, bro. I really did. Sorry, bro. But anyway, the, to the guy who submitted this, that's absurd. If you bring up like a future of dating and being in a relationship on a first date, that's red flag number one. Her saying, like, yeah, my aunt will probably squeeze your ass after we start dating. Don't say that. And then on a parallel narrative, too, because she did the same to my ex. Oh, you're going to be my next ex, just so you know. And also still obsessed with my ex. So I'm going right, to bring him exactly, up on this date. Saying. Exactly. And then she proceeds to message him on LinkedIn. That is stalker status. You need to get a restraining order block on everything. Phantom. Such a stalker status. I actually, we, Caitlin and I have a friend who hooked up with this guy. He left. She's like, wow, I didn't get his number or anything. Like, that, I guess that was fun. Uh, see you later. <laughs> the next day in the work day, this is when we're still in the office. She DMs him on LinkedIn. Hey, fun night. 
kind of love that move, Again, which totally different context, totally different than this hinge cringe. Totally but. different context. And unfortunately, she's a gorgeous 10. She like is. A blonde, adorable 10. She is. So she has privileges that not all of us have. It's so um, true. If I did that, the guy would be running for the hills. However, <laughs> let's move on. This is from one of our listeners. Here's a good Bumble story for you. Just me, a nice girl looking for a respectful young man. I message him and say, hey there, how are you? He responds, good. Do you like doggy style? Sir, come on. Can you just wait a second? And also not. Also, there are apps for that. Get on Tinder. Get on Grindr. This poor girl was just trying to have a nice conversation and perhaps a date with you. Hey there. Couldn't be more innocent. Hey there. Also, has that ever worked for you? <laughs> I'm so curious. Introing with, hey, do you like X sex position? Another listener sent in one in which a guy was somewhat harassing her, wouldn't stop responding. You know, hey, what are your plans tomorrow? Let's do this. Let's do this. She goes, yeah, like, I actually can't. I have plans with a girlfriend tomorrow. You know, what about you? He says, I'm just headed to a site right now, whatever that means. Should only take a few hours, then grocery shopping. I was going to say you should bring me lunch today. Oh. Huh? This is over the hinge app. They're not texting. Do I, oh, I didn't know I owe you lunch. This is, wow, it's really progressive. So they obviously have never, they've never met in person. No. You should bring me lunch as if we're four years into a marriage. I assumed you would bring me lunch, actually. <laughs> yeah. I didn't pack one. He then thought it would be okay to continue to, ob- like she obviously ghosted. He then goes, good night. A couple hours later, good night again. <laughs> and a couple hours later, Oh, I hate this app. If you want to text me, my number is this. I'm going to guess that he probably didn't get a text. Sorry, Theo. Okay. This is, I guess this guy had some incomplete information on his profile or his job was not listed. So she said, do you have a job? He goes, yes, of course. Her where? Um, lol. That's like a second or third date topic. Her. Haha. Oh God. Him. Three creepy soft smile emojis. Her. That makes me kind of nervous. Haha. Him. Haha. Why is that? Her. Are you a stripper or something? Him. A little nah. What? Why is okay, your I job something that's so unbelievably personal that you won't tell someone that till the third date? There's some things you talk about on a first date and it's where you work. Absolutely. That's for damn sure. Absolutely. And I love you for jumping to conclusions that he's a stripper. That's hilarious. That makes him look like an actual serial murderer. He expects you to open up enough to meet up with a stranger in person, but he can't tell you his profession. That's so true. Going to meet someone, a public place or not, is like spooky. You're trusting them to that. And this guy does not trust you with that such basic information. Sure, Brian, I'll look you up on LinkedIn. How does that sound? So this photo, the scene needs to be absolutely set. This girl submitted a screenshot of a Hinge profile that really just speaks for for itself. The caption is, don't judge me. And it's a photo of him when he was little. This guy put his child dong on <laughs> his inch profile. <laughs> it's a full frontal little boy, which when I'm on a dating app, I'm sort of in a mindset of like, ooh, ah, what am I going to see here? That's the last thing I want to see. What's going on? There's so many levels as to why I'm not okay with this. Number one, that's creepy. That's that's borderline child porn it's of the age it's not like infancy where it would be like oh okay whatever it's like maybe like a baby it's of the age when you start like thinking taking a bath with your sibling is weird like correct (laughs) and also like let's keep some things up to the imagination i don't even know what your last name is yet or what your voice sounds like i don't really need to see your private parts 
It's a quick one-liner from a guy who responded to this girl's answer of life goal is to be a trophy wife, which we don't have to dive into. You know, I have my qualms with that answer, but I'll take it. Him. So if you want to be a trophy, can I chop off your head and hang it over my fireplace? I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's not funny. Okay. That's, That's That's a foundation of a trusting, loving, caring relationship. That is. Here's a quick one from Kevin. Typical Sunday. Pornhub. You're kidding. Just shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> You're absolutely kidding. You know, I wake up, I pop up my laptop and I just get down to business. I like to have productive Sundays, you know, personally. Do these guys not realize that is wildly off-putting? Here's one that's just like, you're asking way too much of me, sir. Ideal first date is a male profile in my family beach house in Dubai. Okay, yeah. so number one, we're in a pandemic. I can't even actually fly to San Diego. Number, number two, two, I don't want to meet you at first glance on a commercial airline. <laughs> okay, obviously this guy is is buying, if not private jet, first class for both of us. Next, for question. both of us, you and I. This man's gonna. Do- <laughs> I meant, I meant me and the guy, but thanks for including yourself in our Speaking relationship. Speaking of using the collective we, so we're both going to this guy's yeah. house? Okay, cool. But like, don't put a disgusting flex on your profile. It's so off-putting. It makes you look like such a douche. It's so true. My life goal is to meet a guy that seems like a total popper surfer dude and then like has like this family heirloom of like so much money right. and we just fall into obscene amounts of wealth. So yeah, I'm saying the plot of Crazy Rich Asians. I'm sorry. I'll shift into a personal narrative from the Dubai beach house. I got a sign of a great first date. You accept my marriage proposal. (laughs) Again, I guess you chuckled. I don't find that funny at all. You're freaking me out. (laughs) You're actually freaking me the fuck out. This is not The Bachelor, okay? In fact, even The Bachelor takes it a little bit slower than that. They at least give it six weeks. They give it six weeks for fantasy suites. I mean, come on. Final hinge cringe today from another listener. Hey, I have a hinge cringe for you. Simply, hinge is most compatible. I'll be having a nice day and that shit humbles me real quick. <laughs> it's that, so true. It's so, so true. Because just that, those little two words, it comes up. David, most compatible. David, no offense, you're heinous. <laughs> I just... Hinge, what are you basing this off of? And I'm actually asking, if you're listening, tell me. Before we go off of the subject of Hinge entirely, which I know you're begging us to, but one last thing I wanted to discuss, and it's a live photo or a video on a guy's profile. Do we like it? Can it be their hubris? In my opinion, it's completely their hubris. I'll be scrolling through a guy's profile. All of his photos are pretty cute. Answers are decent. I get to the, it's always the last one too. I get to the final photo and it's, you know, either a live photo or a video and it is absolutely his fatal flaw. And I X is a live photo, like a boomerang. Sorry, just for clarification. What, yeah, what's the like difference? A, a boomerang, basically just a moving, any moving thing of him, a little <laughs> mini video. Just him moving. Okay. Him moving. So I've seen videos that are like, again, back to the weird flex that are like me at a club with bottle service. And it's like a video of like the, you know, sparkling champagne bottle. Okay. I don't, I don't care about that. But like, I sometimes like seeing a bit of realism in the guy, like a static photo can't show you everything. And that's why I have a video on my hinges. I'm like, okay, I can't facetune this. I can't edit this. Like this and is really is really cute and pretty. I guess. What are some of the ones you've seen? I mean, I think, is it, a, is it a video of him hunting? Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's going to ruin the mood. And when I say fatal flaw, sometimes I mean like simply for them, like, ob- I mean, obviously for them, but I'm saying it helped me out. I didn't really know maybe what they looked like from these static photos, like you pointed out. And now 
unfortunately they might have tricked me or clickbaited yeah. me going on a date and because of this video slash live photo it turned you away it turned me away and and usually it's because i can then a little bit more see if like they're normal you can see you can tell more from someone by their mannerisms them like moving totally or totally. just like the weird ass shit that he chose to do in a video like one that's coming to mind for me personally you actually can't make this shit up you guys probably won't even believe me but cookie monster himself from our last episode did like me i forgot and i'm scrolling through his profile and i'm like this guy looks kind of familiar realize it's cookie monster his video is him absolutely engulfing a slice of pizza oh my god this guy freaking <laughs> loves <just> food like, <laughs> and i'm just like okay first of all this man eats second of all this is such a turnoff i do not want to see you slurping up some cheesy cheesy cheeserson pizza okay 100 call back to to cookie monster please listen to our last episode where we discuss this man who sends a video to a hinge prospect of him opening up fresh baked cookies in the oven and saying oh baby yep okay now that we've talked about you know new year's resolutions we did a little hinge cringe and of course we forgot to ask the fans for unsolicited advice because we're too lazy we're now going to roll into how about not huh I just wanted to see oh, you so sing we're it. just Xing the jingle now? I wanted to hear you sing it alone. No one wants to hear me, as I've said. How, how about not? Did it do? Well done. So how about not we have for you all, and this is up for debate. We'll accept any DMs, any hate on this, because maybe you guys are different on this, but guys who change their location on Hinge for vacations and or brief periods of time. Are you just trying to trick me? Are you just trying to trick me? And let's talk about, Caitlin and I went on a podcast and she was talking about, she's like, yeah, sometimes I'll just put my location as London, just like see what I can scrounge up. I'm like, wait, what's the purpose? What what are you doing? I thought this was a dating app. Correct. When a guy changes his location on Hinge for a weekend bachelor party or, you know, a one week spring break trip, he's obviously only trying to bang. 100%. But the other thing is, when a guy changes his location when he's like home for break or something or like visiting back home for like Thanksgiving and Christmas and it's like, yeah, I'm here for two months. What's up? Like, that's even weirder. Like, what are you trying to do? Really? Okay. I'm less offended by that because it's like your hometown. Maybe you have any sort of inkling to come back there. It's not like weekend with the boys in Punta Cana. Like, what's up, Hinge? Like, I don't know. I mean, I remember yeah. my senior spring break trip. We all like saw just the guys who changed their actual location to Punta Cana. Like... What are you trying to do? Come on. I'm less offended by the hometown, but I just think like, what's the purpose? And I actually, I've been talking to guys on Hinge and then I'll like go back and look at their profile because I'm in just so many conversations. I forget who these men are. (laughs) And I go back and I'm like, why is your location Austin, Texas? What's going on here? It's honestly, it's disrespectful in my opinion. It's a waste of my time and yours. 100%. 100%. I also kind of get a chuckle when not only do they change their location on Hinge, but they then make their entire identity and profile about the fact that they're only doing this for that location. Like, for example, I saw a guy where one of his answers was like, give me travel tips for I'm home with my parents for Thanksgiving. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess like so honest and forthcoming, like leave me alone, but leave me alone. I wanted to touch on one last thing here. Before we wrap, my friend and I were talking today because she's planning on actually sliding into someone from the Bachelor Bachelorette realms DMs. 
Okay. Can you say uh, the name? Okay. So it's Connor S. Okay. (laughs) Great. So she's planning on sliding into Connor S's DMs. And when she came to me with this question, I either misinterpreted or she didn't mention, but I thought it was just a normal guy. So I gave my normal spiel for sliding into DMs. Which is totally different because when it's famous, you have to like really stand out. Entirely different. So I gave my little sentence to her of what I would say. And she's like, okay, well, like XYZ brought up that it was him. I was like, oh my God. Well, I changed my entire answer. Like fully. When it's a quad obviously if it's a famous famous person if it's harry styles timothy chalamet zach efron you're not fucking getting noticed don't even try no when it's a very quasi famous person like connor s from the bachelor you kind of maybe have a chance but you have to be bold you have to stand out i wanted to talk about this because i didn't know what i would say what did you tell her to say the purpose of it was that he moved to the city she lives in oh okay Uh, so she was going to say something you know relating to the city but one time I drunkenly sli- slid into one of the Nelk boys Instagram <laughs> DMs. I don't know if you know who that is. No. We won't dive in. Canadian YouTubers. But I <laughs> slid into this, uh, this guy's DM and literally said something like, because they basically travel around like the world and film their shit and their pranks. Yeah. And I basically slid in and said something like, hey, babe, when are you going to SF? <laughs> oh, my God. Nice try. I mean, nice try. I think, though, it's so true, like, and you and I even see this in our podcast DMs and like I see it on Corporate Natalie, like no one wants a simp. When people are like a true fan and a simp and like, oh my God, I'm simping for you. Like, oh my God, I love your content. Like, exactly. I think the trick is like, call out something like so niche and random and like having nothing to do with the realm of like why they're famous or why they're known. I got one that was like, oh, you're from San Francisco. I travel there all the time. Like some just random Oh, like, oh, and so in this situation, you're the famous person. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, so I'm famous. No, but I think when guys simp over us in our DM, our shared two solid sixes DMs, like, we don't like that. And I think the same would go for, like, anyone on, like, a micro-influencer level. Yeah, and that's why I agree with, I think, the way that she decided to do it is good. Like, it's going to be specific to location. Just to circle back on ugly drinks, because I know you're all <laughs> curious. Uh, <laughs> I've been getting copious amounts of shipments. Caitlin and I put in my address as the shipping address. And like my room's not that big. I don't have room for these massive boxes of of Uggos, ugly drinks. Okay, but you're hogging them. Like you're not even letting me try one Uggo. Okay, that's so true. That's so true. <laughs> you don't deserve an Uggo. They're all mine. I actually got a comment on one of my TikToks. Just listen to your podcast and heard the sponsor. I chuckled. <laughs> Everyone go buy your ugly drinks and tune in next week. We also can't guarantee that there will be a next week, but I guess tune in next time you see us pop up on your feed because yeah. the, the future is so unknown. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's Eve. I hope you get a COVID-friendly kiss. I hope 2021 treats you better than 2020. I Love hope Kayla and I are famous in 2021. Yeah, seriously. Send this to your friends. Like, subscribe, rate five stars. That means so much to us. See you guys next time. Bye, folks.